We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. You may be seated. This morning we're talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. What a great privilege it is to be able to carry God in us. Because that's exactly what happens when we come to know Him as Lord and Savior. God begins to live and dwell in us in the person of Holy Spirit. And then as we continue to progress in our walk with God, we see that Jesus told His disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. And then in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, we see that prophecy fulfilled, because after praying for 10 days and waiting on God, it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in tongues as God gave the utterance. Mighty signs and wonders happen, but more importantly, what happened on the inside changed them on the outside. See, so many times we spiritualize the experience we have or can have with Holy Spirit to the extent He does no good in our daily lives. The purpose of the filling of the Holy Spirit is to change us and make us witnesses, testimonies of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Now understand, there are reasons we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. First, we should be because Jesus commanded it. He told His disciples, go and wait until you receive the promise of the Father. He commanded it. Secondly, we should desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit because we receive power direct from heaven. A connection that cannot be duplicated, power that cannot be replicated any other way. And thirdly, because the Holy Spirit makes us effective as believers. So many times we think, well, what I'm supposed to be doing here is just living a good life. You're supposed to open your mouth and tell somebody what Jesus has done for you. And if you can't share the power of God in your own life, you need to come back one more time and say, fill me with Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus talked about the coming promise of Holy Spirit in John chapter 15 and 16. He said in verse 26, when the helper comes, helper is Holy Spirit, paraclete. Helper is Holy Spirit. When Holy Spirit comes, who I send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Now, he didn't stop there. It's not just Holy Spirit, he said, that's going to testify. But you need to look at verse 27 of John chapter 15, because he said, and you also will be a witness because you've been with me from the beginning. So it's not just Holy Spirit that comes to bear witness of Jesus Christ. The fact that he came as God, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross, rose again on the third day. Not just his life, but he's saying that when he comes to you, when Holy Spirit fills you, when you're overflowing with the Spirit of God, you too will bear witness to me. I want you to hear that this morning because I don't think most of you got it. You see, if we are filled with Holy Spirit, we too bear witness to Jesus Christ. Just as the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, bears witness to Jesus Christ, we too bear witness to Him. 
He goes on to tell us in John chapter 16, beginning in verse 7, I tell you the truth. Listen to this statement. Who is Jesus? He's the Son of God. He is God, right? He's God and He's man. He's our Savior. He's the one who delivers us, redeems us, sets us free, gives us hope, future, new life, and the promise of eternity with Him. That's who Jesus is. It all comes through Jesus. But listen to what He said. Verse 7, John 16. I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Jump down to verse 13. And when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take care of what is mine and declare it to you. Do you understand the ministry of Holy Spirit? Now, let me get right in your Pentecostal business. Let me get right in your charismatic business. I am Pentecostal. I speak in tongues. But let me tell you something. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not about speaking in tongues. It's about speaking the truth of Jesus Christ. It's about receiving power so that when I'm given an opportunity, I can look a man or a woman, a child, a teenager, square in the face, and I can tell them there is still one way to the Father, and that's through His Son, Jesus Christ. The cross has made it possible for every one of us, regardless of our race, regardless of our skin color, regardless of our ethnicity, regardless of our culture or our language, every one of us to come to know God as our Lord and Savior. Jesus has made it possible for every one of us to be forgiven of every evil, wicked, bad thing we've ever done. I know some of you say, that's not me. Yeah, it is. You're just as evil and wicked and bad as every one of us in this room. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the apostle Paul wrote. But he also said, where sin abounds, oh, come on, somebody, finish it for me. Grace does much more abound. There's hope for you today. And that's what Holy Spirit does through me and through you. When I'm filled with Him, I become an effective testimony of Jesus Christ. You see, when I'm filled with Him, my light is no longer covered, but my light shines brightly. When the oil of Holy Spirit rolls into my life and a fire is ignited, there is something in me that no longer can be silenced or stilled, but it's as a fire shut up in my bones, and I've got to tell somebody about how good my God really is. See, when we read the examples from the book of Acts of people being filled with Holy Spirit, and there are nine, no less than nine, in then what book of Scripture... We see many things occurred. Sometimes they spoke in tongues. Sometimes miracles occurred. Sometimes there was a mighty wind shaking them. Sometimes the prison doors flew open. But in every occasion, Jesus Christ was magnified. Jesus Christ was lifted up. What am I telling you? I'm telling you that in the Pentecostal church, we have been so consumed with the sign of the Holy Spirit in filling us, that we forget what it's really all about, and it's really all about power to be witnesses. Someone said, why should I be filled with the Holy Spirit? So you stop being timid, Tina, and you stand up and declare the truth of God in your life. 
Someone said, well, I don't like to talk in front of people. Well, you need to let God fill you with the Holy Spirit so that it doesn't bother you to talk to someone one-on-one. So your shyness that you have hid behind for all these years dissipates, it's blown away, the curtain is pulled down, and you stand for the living God who redeemed your life. Does somebody hear what I'm saying this morning? We need to be filled with Holy Spirit. It is a sign of revival when the church of Jesus Christ suddenly recognizes, I've been called for a purpose. I've been equipped for a reason. I've been empowered to touch a city. I love prayer walking. I believe it. I'm going to be there. But listen to me. When we're prayer walking, if someone crosses my path and they want to know what I'm doing, I'm not going to bow my head and demurely say, oh, well, we're out here prayer walking. I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to square my shoulders. I'm going to say I'm here representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who is the authority over this capital and over this city, who is the Savior of my soul, who has my destiny already planned. I'm going to declare there is but one God. His name is Jesus. Come on, folks. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We put priority on the things that are least important And we ignore the things that are most important. Paul said to the Corinthians, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you all. But I'd rather speak with my understanding so someone's heart would be turned. Listen, there is power when we pray in the Spirit. I encourage you to pray in the Spirit. I encourage you to use that prayer language to tap into the portals of heaven. To pray so that it cannot be interrupted in any way by the enemy. But I also want you to understand that there's times to pray and speak with the understanding and declare the works of God to those who do not know. We have to understand the power of Holy Spirit working in us and through us. What it means to us. Paul said to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The word filled with doesn't mean a one-time experience, but rather it means continually See, many times we think of the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit as something that happens once in our life and then we're done. I got news for you, that's not the way it works. Nine times in the book of Acts, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. What does that tell me? It tells me this is something we need to receive, seek, ask for, believe every single day of our lives. We need to ask God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Overflow me with your Holy Spirit. You know, in the Sunday school class at nine o'clock, if you're not there, you really should come. It's been pretty good. We've been talking about living dead. And we can only live dead when we learn to abide in Jesus Christ, when we're attached to the vine. I've got news. The only way we can be filled with the Holy Spirit is by living dead to self and abiding in Jesus Christ allowing His life to flow through us, which is what happens when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus say in John chapter 7? You remember verses 37 and 38? He said, These words, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow living water. See, Jesus said the only requirement to receiving the infilling of the Holy Spirit is to be thirsty. Are you thirsty? Are you dry? Are you parched? 
Years ago, my wife and I were traveling somewhere, and, and I, just, I just love it. Sometimes she says the funniest things, you know? She, she said to me, would you please stop? I am so parched. And I'm thinking, are you from 1892? Where did that come from? Parched, really? But I'm asking you this morning, are you parched? Are you thirsty? Is it something the thirst you have only can be quenched by the Spirit of God, the river of God flowing through your life? Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? <laughs> I can't resist. I've got to. <laughs> we were sitting in my office this morning, and she wore a CHC shirt, and I forgot. And she said to me, this is going to be the last day I wear a shirt to church. And I'm thinking, now that will draw a crowd. I'm telling you, you got to live with her to have all the fun I have. She puts a smile on my face every day. Anyway, back to the topic. Sorry for that rabbit trail. Just couldn't resist. Be filled with Holy Spirit. The 120 spent 10 days seeking God for his will, and then the result came. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. When you look at the word filled in Acts 2.4 and Ephesians 5.8 from the Greek, it actually means to be influenced by. To be influenced by. Is Holy Spirit influencing your life? Is He influencing your steps? Is He influencing your decision? Is He influencing your conversation? Does He influence your relationship? Listen, this isn't in your notes, but you need to hear me. There's a whole lot of folks in the charismatic Pentecostal church that want to be filled with Holy Spirit so they can live in authority. I'm going to walk in authority. Listen, before you can walk in authority, you have got to submit to authority. So many people want to be in authority. They want to walk in authority. They want that rod of Moses. But they've never understood first, you have to submit. God's not going to give you strength and power and authority until you first submit to Him. Submit your life to Him. Be influenced by Him and allow Him to move through your life. Until that happens, you're going to be frustrated because you're going to be walking around, I'm a man or a woman of faith and power and authority, and everybody looks like you just got off the last bus from Nigeria. It's not going to work. Do you know what I'm saying? You've got to submit to authority. And when you submit to the authority of God and the Holy Spirit, then He begins to fill you with His power, influence you in your daily walk, in your daily life. You see, the Bible tells us there's a couple of things that happen when we're filled with Holy Spirit. Number one, we receive power. All of you got that, right? Acts 2.4. You receive power. Number two, that power not only makes us a witness. You ready for this? Hang on. That power helps us to live in right relationships. You see, the Holy Spirit doesn't come to cause division in your home or in your house. He doesn't come to split apart husbands and wives and sons and daughters. He comes with power to unite, to mend, to repair, to restore. Somebody say amen. He comes to do what should be done in your heart on a daily basis. To bring your relationships to a place of strength because of his power at work in your life. Don't tell me how much God you have when all you do is talk bad about the husband or the wife he gave you. I'm smiling. 
Don't tell me how much God you have when all you do is run down your teenager for the stupid teenage things they do. Do you not realize they're a teenager? Were you never a teenager? Oh, you're the perfect teenager. Well, I've got news for you. I did a lot of stupid things when I was a teenager. But thank God in his infinite mercy, wisdom, and grace, he forgave me of all of that and allowed me to be restored. Come on, cut your kids some slack. I'm not saying you don't discipline them. You know what I think about that. You do. You're the parent, not them. Act like it. But at the same time, you don't throw them under the bus when they do a teenage thing. But rather you use it to teach them, to lift them, to restore them to help them become the man or the woman God wants them to be. And, and hear this, he puts you in their life to help them get to that place. That's what parenting's all about. Children are a gift from God, the heritage of the Lord. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. That's what the proverb says. Do you know what I hear when I see that scripture? I hear that when God chooses you to be a parent, he fills you with Holy Spirit. He gives you wisdom and guidance and direction. And then he gives you a gift that's going to tempt you, test you, try you every single day of your life to call you to go closer to God and that child to follow you. Amen? Relationships. Don't tell me how much Holy Spirit you have when all you do is talk bad about your church. Don't tell me about it. Because you're not talking about your church you're talking about the bride of Christ. You're talking about what's most precious to his heart. You're talking about those who have been redeemed, saved, delivered, set on a new path by the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't tell me how much Holy Ghost you have when all you do is run down your place of worship. You can say amen or say oh me. One or the other is appropriate. You see, I am absolutely convinced when we are full of Holy Spirit, we see our brothers and our sisters with all their warts and their wrinkles, and we love them anyway. We love them anyway. We see our pastor with all of his faults and shortcomings, and the fact that he rides that motorcycle with that horrible Indian head on the front of it, and we love him anyway. We love him anyway. Listen, when we are tied up in religion and, in, and, and we ignore what God wants to do through us in relationship, we miss the opportunities, the benefits, the blessings that could be ours. Yvonne and I talk about it all the time. We are so blessed to be your pastors. Our family is a thousand miles away. Our biological family. But we can stand before you and we can mean it in all sincerity. This is our family, our brothers and our sisters. We love you. Not because we're so great, but because the God in us is so great. I got to be honest with you, there are days when it'd be a lot easier not to love some of you. That's a little too real, preacher. Let's move on. There'd be days when it's a lot easier for you not to love me. But the Holy Ghost in us compels us to live in right relationship so that that relationship becomes another testimony to the power of Jesus Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? You see, we need to be filled with Holy Spirit. Because when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, 
a dynamic occurs in our life that, that, that allows the supernatural presence of God to flow in us and through us every single day. When we are filled with Holy Spirit, He moves us from being consumers to being contributors. You see, the church today is a consumer-driven church. If the worship isn't what I want, if the temperature isn't right, if the sound isn't right on, if I have to sit by someone that I don't know, or if they're sitting one seat too close to me because I need my space, then buy a second seat. That's what I would say to you. We don't sell seats. I'm just kidding. Do you hear what I'm saying? Everything has to please us because we're consumers. But when we move from being consumers because we are filled with Holy Spirit, suddenly we're saying to that person we've never met, why don't you come and sit by me this morning? Suddenly we're saying to Zach and, and uh, those in first impressions and sound and media and ushers, how can I help? Where can I serve? What can I do to let Jesus be shown through me? By the way, if you got a great smile, we need you on the front doors. So talk to Zach Howard after service this morning or Pastor Mike. They'll plug in and sign you up. You see, there's a place for you when you stop being a consumer and start being a contributor driven by the power of Holy Spirit. There's a place for you. Small groups, go sign up for one. Be a part. That's not my thing. We'll make it your thing. There's a lot of things you do because you get something in return. You may prefer not to do them. I'll be honest with you. I'd really prefer not to get up every morning and have to come to the office. But I get a paycheck because I do that. Do you all understand what I'm saying? When you stop being a consumer and start being a contributor, everything changes in your life. Why do we need to be filled with Holy Spirit? Because it gives us power. Power to be witnesses and power to live in right relationship. Power to believe God for the unbelievable. This morning in that Live Dead class, we talked about three encounters we can have with those around us every week. We can have a love encounter. A love encounter is when you take the time to spend time with someone. When you sow into their lives, you invest in them. When you take them to dinner or to coffee. When you stop by the water cooler at work for five minutes and say, Tell me how you're doing today, and you mean it, and then you listen. Love encounters lead us to the place where we have a truth encounter. And a truth encounter is when we're able to share the truth of Jesus Christ, normally from our own personal story. This is what God has done for me because Jesus came and died and rose again from the grave, and he gives forgiveness to anyone who asks. And when we have a love encounter that leads to a truth encounter, then we can have a power encounter. When we can lay hands on the sick and they're healed. When miracles begin to occur. When we see things that are deemed impossible happening in front of our very eyes because suddenly we are filled with Holy Spirit and He moves us to the place where the miraculous is the norm. The everyday occurrence. The way God works in our lives. I don't know about you, Tom, will you come back? I don't know about you, but I need to be filled with Holy Spirit. Not just today, but every day. Not just once, but repeatedly. I need to be influenced by Him every single moment of every single day. Why? Because I've got a pretty strong personality. Because there's a lot of times Steve gets in the way. 
And the only way to get Steve out of the way and the Holy Ghost out in front is for me to say, influence me, fill me, flow through me, overflow me, do something in me that will cause those around me to see Jesus. To see Jesus. That's what it's all about. Quit worrying about how do I know. You're going to know you've been filled with the Holy Spirit because He makes radical changes in your life. He turns things upside down. And yes, He can give you a prayer language that you've never had before. So you communicate through Him directly to the Father and see what mighty things happen and occur. Tom's saying it, we're going to sing it again. Come Holy Spirit, we need you. Come, sweet spirit, come in this place. Holy Spirit, touch hearts, touch lives across this room today. Do what you desire and what you will in this place this morning because we need you. We need to be influenced by you. We need to be filled with Holy Spirit today. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. There's nobody looking around this morning. You're in this room today. You've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, to change your life. If you were to die today, your eternity, according to Scripture, would not be heaven, but it would be hell. Because the only way to escape hell, listen to me, the only way to escape hell, both in this life and in the life to come, is by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, asking Him to forgive you, to come into your life and to change you, to transform you, to make you the person He originally designed you to be before all the mess of life got in the way. So you are a creation of God. He does have a plan for your life. You just have to come to that realization and then surrender to Him. And you do that by saying, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Forgive me of my sins and change my life. That's you. I just described you this morning. That's you. You need Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, to forgive you of your sins and to change your life. Right where you sit, just slip up your hand and say, that's me, preacher. Pray for me. That's me. Yes, 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 yes. Others. That's me. Yes, yes. Others. Yes, yes. Others. Anyone else will say, that's me. You join these eight or ten have already slipped up their hand. That's me. I need Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Stand your feet all across this room today. We're going to pray this prayer together. Then those of you who lifted your hands, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to invite many, many people to come down and be filled with the Holy Spirit. But before they step out of their seat, you're going to step out and lead the way. One of our elders or deacons is going to meet you. They're going to pray with you and bring you hope and assurance of your new relationship in Jesus Christ. You ready for that? Pray this prayer with me across this room. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive my sins. Change my life. Make me what you want me to be. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Right now, those of you who raised your hands, you just prayed that prayer. You step out and come. Come on, you lead the way. 
You raised your hand. There's no shame in this. There's joy in this. There's rejoicing in this. Come on. Step out and come right now. Let God do that work in your heart and in your life. Come on. Don't wait for anybody else. You step out and come this morning. This is all about you. This moment is for you. Step out and come if you slipped up that hand. And let God do a work in your life. Elders and deacons, pastors, step in right behind them. I want you to pray with them personally. I want you to lead into that assurance of uh, salvation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. More are still coming, so let's step out and respond. Now, you're here today. You say, I need to be, I must be filled with Holy Spirit. I must be. That's for you. Step out and come. As Tom begins to sing, you're going to respond. You're going to lift your hands and receive him because all you have to do is be thirsty. And if you're thirsty, he's going to come and fill you this morning. Step out and come. I need to be filled with Holy Spirit. Come right now. Come right now. That's you. What are you waiting for? We all need to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Again and again and again and again. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Sing it, Tom. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.